This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. Welcome to the Voice of Leadership and to Dr. Karen Speaks Leadership. And today we're talking about five essential team development conversations for the executive level. And the reason that these conversations are important is because you are developing your executive team to think and to operate in an enterprise-wide way to get beyond the silos. So any team that's got to get beyond the silos, they want to engage the power of what I'll call synergy and the collective. These five conversations are important. The first one is really about affirming vision and direction. And that's because the vision and direction determine what strategies you're going to use what actions you're going to take. They're actually a guidepost. Vision and direction is a guidepost about where you are headed, your ultimate objective, what it is that you want to accomplish. And the team understands what that is and agrees to what that ultimate vision and objective is all about. This is important because, again, the methods that you're going to use will shift depending on your ultimate goal or objective. In my book, Lead Yourself First, I talk about envisioning the future. And on a personal note, when I decided to become a psychologist, it set into motion a number of lenses, a number of actions and objectives that were going to be necessary all the way from elementary school through graduate school. Now, if I had set a different vision, let's say to become a Hollywood actress, that would be a different pathway. That would be different actions. So it's important to know where you're going, what that vision is and what that objective is. And you want to be agreed about it on your executive team. Because if you're not agreed, there's not alignment. You won't have coordinated movement. So you will stay stuck and have a hard time moving forward. I think about the biblical verse in Proverbs 29, 18, which talks about, you know, without vision, the people perish. So vision is important. You want to have that at the outset. You want to have that affirmed. Otherwise, people will be operating at cross purposes in your organization. The second conversation that's important that you want to have on an ongoing and regular basis with your executive team is to acknowledge and celebrate the good news in the business, celebrate the successes. That means you want to highlight what's going right with this picture. That encourages your team members because not all will know what's been going on elsewhere in the business. So when you get together and you can begin to share what's been happening elsewhere in the business, that inspires other people. So let's say as an organization, you wanted to elevate your customer service to a world-class level and you created or drew a picture of what that looks like. 
how you will show up in the marketplace with your customers and internally with your internal customers with this elevated customer service. So when you have that picture in mind, you want people to start experimenting with it and start practicing it wherever they go. So when you come together, what's been the result of those practice sessions? What have you accomplished? And what is there for all of us to celebrate? And these stories of success, they sustain momentum. They show the progress in the organization. They also tune up what I'll call the powers of observation to see what's already been happening in the company. It also sparks creativity. When others are sharing what's going right and you're celebrating together, it's going to seed some similar success activities elsewhere in the company. And that's what you want. You want to have that seeding. And as you share, there's a cross-pollination effect. So if somebody in sales is having success, something to celebrate about those areas that you've already identified as important, somebody else in the human resources area might figure out how to do something similar where they are. So celebrating good news and success is crucial. The third conversation that's important is one that starts with the question of what have we been learning? And this is huge. What have you been learning? And organizations are learning every day. They just don't always stop, reflect on what they've been learning. And when you don't reflect on it, you can't benefit from it. So you want to stop every so often and say, what have we been learning? And identify what that is. Now, that learning is going to come from a lot of different places. What have you been learning from clients? What have you been learning from the industry, from the news, from the regulators, from people inside the company who are having insights about the work that you're doing? What are you learning about the needs out there, the expectations and the regulations and how they affect your industry and your business? What are you learning from other companies? They may be experimenting and engaging in some activities that you could learn from as well. And behind all of this, it's what's working and why is it working? So what I would say that is that applied learning accelerates forward movement. And you have to stop to take a look at it and to see it. So earlier when I talked about training your powers of observation. As you're observing, you want to see how can I connect the dots for a learning lesson here? And ultimately, the question is, how can we use this information that we're gathering to accelerate what we're doing and or to do it better? So those are some of the important questions that come out of that. The fourth conversation that's important is the one about problem solving and finding solutions. So you want to figure out what's going on now in the business that we need to address, we need to fix it, we need to improve it, and what plans can you create? What action steps can you take? What accountabilities can you agree to? Can you assign? And how will you follow up to address these concerns to see if the solutions worked, to see if what you targeted actually was effective. 
So when you're finding solutions, you're using collective wisdom and applying it to the issue at hand. Now, I'll say this again. This is solution-focused, and that's very important, rather than blame-oriented. I find that in organizations, when they're focused so heavily on blame, it really tamps down the creativity in the organization. People are so investing their energy in protecting themselves from incoming artillery, protecting themselves from being blamed, that they don't have the bandwidth for creativity to really think of something new or different or come up with a solution. So you don't want to hamstring your organization by focusing so much on the problem and wanting to point a finger that no one's creativity is applied to the issue or not enough someone's where you don't get the best answers. When instead you put the issue in the middle of the table and there's no finger pointing at any person and you say, this is the issue in the table that we want to resolve. Let's put our collective thinking caps on and figure out what solutions might make a difference. And now you're engaging the brain power of all of your people for that solution that you want to come up with. The fifth conversation that's important is what I'll call new possibilities and dreams. So as you're going along, your mind is now open for new thoughts along the way. You've got a sense of accomplishment from what you've been doing, and that shows you what you can do that maybe you haven't even tried yet, that you haven't started. And you can wonder to yourselves, I wonder if we could do so-and-so. Well, I wonder if we could put X, Y, or Z in our sights. And you want to be able to dream it up, to think about it, even if you can't yet see how to do it. And in fact, most of the time, if it's a big enough objective, you won't always see how. So the real issue is identifying the what and committing to the what and remembering that the how comes along the way. So I remember that when I went to graduate school, I had no idea how I'd fund each year of my education. Yet each year, new possibilities emerged. And I was able, year by year, to complete my graduate school education and not have any debt at the end of that time. And what you should know is that when I started graduate school, I had $30 in the bank. So that's amazing. I had no idea how I was going to do this, but every year presented important opportunities and I was able to walk through those. Now, if I had to know the how in advance, I would never have taken the next step because it looked impossible. And I started to even give up at the beginning because of how impossible it looked. And thankfully, there was someone who encouraged me and said, it will work out. Just take the next step. So I can say assuredly that when you take the next step, you will have a line of sight to see the following step. When I think about God's guidance, it's often one step at a time. So we step where his light illuminates the path in front of us, And then each step that you take after that, 
get you closer and closer to the objective. So if you keep stepping towards the goal, you will ultimately reach it. Now, if you are paralyzed, then you don't keep moving. You don't keep stepping. You don't progress towards the goal. And those new possibilities, you don't see them. They don't emerge because you're too focused on not knowing rather than allowing yourself to know some things as you go along. I'm not suggesting that there's nothing you can know in advance. I am saying that you may not know all that you want to know. What you need to know is what you want to do and then commit to that. And what I can tell you from years of experience, both at the personal level and also working with clients, is the how does come along the way. Now, these facilitated dialogues that you will have with your executive team members, they are very important, these conversations, because it will help you collectively to decide what is important and what you will pursue. There will be some forks in the road that won't fit with your company's overall strategy, with that vision that we talked about at the beginning. And at the same time, there will be some unplanned opportunities that will come your way and they will be your next move, even though they don't look like they're the next move. So as you accustom your executive team to have these dialogues, then your ability to lead together and to benefit from the collective wisdom that's in the room, that actually grows. And you'll more quickly sort out what is and isn't for us. And you're creating a positive expectation of success and forward movement and culture. And I can tell you in my case, one of the forward steps that was not on my radar, was not in my plan, was the military. I was not interested in being in the military. I did not want to take that step at all. And yet at every turn, a door in that direction kept opening. And I had to stop and look at it and say, well, maybe. And I had to say, well, I can apply and not choose to go into the military if I don't want to and so on. And now I can see how that step was beneficial to even opportunities that I have today because of having the military lens and the military experience, which is desired in some settings. So some things you won't be able to anticipate and know in advance, and yet they will be an important step for you on your path and on your roadway. These conversations that I'm mentioning right now, these are conversations that you don't just do once. It's not a one and done. This is something that becomes a part of the culture of how you lead your team and you do it on a regular basis. And so as you look at the team meetings that you have, let's say over a two or three month period, you want to have dialed in each of these conversations at some point in time. There will be times when all five are in your team meeting, and there will be times when your team meeting is focused on maybe one or two areas. However, you don't want to lose sight of all of these. And if you realize as the leader, you know, we haven't explored what we've been learning lately, you might want to bring that into the next meeting. So again, I'll go over these five conversations. It's the affirmation of vision and direction 
you want your people aligned and heading to the same goal and objective. Number two is acknowledging and celebrating good news and success. And as I've been fond of saying, you get more of what you celebrate and reinforce. So celebrate and reinforce what you want more of. And you're again seeding the organization so that you will get more of that. The third conversation then is what have we been learning? Because that learning will help you with new possibilities as well as solutions that you need today. So that rolls right into the fourth conversation of problem solving and finding solutions for current issues that need to be addressed in the business. And then five, new possibilities, new dreams, things you haven't thought of yet, things that are starting to just bubble up on the horizon. And you get to decide, is this relevant for our strategic direction? Is this relevant for our vision? Is this an opportunity that we did foresee? And yet, it can benefit us. So you always want to be keeping an eye out for new possibilities and what you might see with new lenses. So today, as we are closing out our time on this conversation, I want to reference two Proverbs. One is from Proverbs, the ninth chapter and verse nine. And it says, give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. So when you're a wise person, you can receive instruction. You can increase in learning because that's what wise people do. And then the second proverb I want to share with you is Proverbs, the 18th chapter, And this is verse 15, and it says, The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So if you are a prudent person, you're going to acquire some knowledge. You're going to have your ear listening out there for the next piece of knowledge that you and the business can use. So I would say that knowledge properly applied is what we would call wisdom. So it's not just about getting fat on knowledge, but it's about gathering knowledge that you can then apply in a way that benefits the company, benefits the business. And that's wisdom when you do that. So enjoy developing your executive leadership team. Have these five conversations on a regular basis, and you will find that you are much better off down the road than you would have been had you not had these conversations. Hi, it's Dr. Karen here, and I want to tell you about my book, which is called Lead Yourself First, The Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. It's a book to inspire you about the challenges that you have overcome and the vision that you've realized in your life. It's from these struggles, triumphs, and temporary setbacks that others will be inspired and that they will have the courage to lead themselves first and also to lead others. In the first chapter, which is called Envision the Future, I talk about the rocky education path 
that I had to forge and overcome to realize my vision to become a psychologist. And that was all the way from elementary school straight through graduate school. There were obstacles. The path wasn't easy. And yet, entering graduate school with only $30 in the bank, I ended up finishing graduate school with no debts. When you walk step by step in the vision, even when it doesn't look like where you want to be, doors open and resources come to you because you hold the vision and you keep walking. So here's what I wanted to say to you. Lead yourself first. This book will walk you through your journey as you go through the open doors and as you continue to walk just like I walk through mine. So get your copy of Lead Yourself First. Hold the vision for yourself and your life and be successful. Today, I'm here with Terrence Chapman, the president and CEO of nonprofit organization, Victorious Family. They are committed to family discipleship and transformation. Thank you for being here, Terrence. Tell us about your big goal, what it is that you're going for at Victoria's Family. Well, by 2030, we see reaching 9.2 million families here in the U.S. That is wonderful. And you're reaching these families because you really want to see children grow up and truly continue their faith in Christ. So tell us about one of your resources. Do your children believe the book you've written? Well, Ephesians 6, 4 says, fathers don't exasperate your children, but to bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So we're just being faithful to that calling. In order to do that, we train coaches and we provide workshops and content to train parents on how to disciple their children. That is phenomenal. So how can people find out more about the ministry and the other tools and resources you have available and also how they can donate to support the ministry? Well, one of those two is Do Your Children Believe, a book that we've published by Thomas Nelson. And you can find that at victoriousfamily.org. Fantastic. All right. So there you have it. You want your family to be victorious? Go to victoriousfamily.org. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening, and remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.